Welcome to Blockchain Inside. The podcast is co-produced by the International Data Engineering and Science Association, Purdue Blockchain Lab, and CastBox. Our vision is to connect everyone in the blockchain industry and explore the most up-to-date news. We hope that this podcast will be educational, easy to understand, and inspirational for all our listeners. I'm Coach Colbertson. With me is Kimberly Colbertson. And today, hanging out with us is Nathan Nichols. Nathan, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience a little bit and tell us how you got started in blockchain. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on here. I got started roughly about two years ago, uh, really immersed into the space through investing in Ethereum and understanding the use of smart contracts. A little bit of my background was I was going to work at KPMG, hopefully mergers acquisitions. Um, but instead, I really wanted to build out some infrastructure of accounting. And I think that blockchain can do that. So Excellent. So how do you think blockchain is going to change the future of accounting? Oh, man, it's a very loaded question. There's a lot of use cases. But <laughs> I think that the number one reason is when it comes to corporate accounting, there's two major focuses. There's tax and then there's auditing. And auditing, of course, is fact checking and making sure that Everything is up to standard, whether it be SEC approval or IRS approval or generally accepted accounting principles. But with the blockchain, you have, of course, an immutable decentralized ledger, and that will allow for everyone to see transactions. So normally you need to have a matching of you know three or four documents at all times in order to prove that there's no collusion or fraud. Now with the blockchain, you basically have one document or one strand of text that is uh, impressed onto the blockchain. And that's going to allow for immediate fact checking, footing and agreeing it to any financial total, which saves, you know, I would say anywhere from 20 to 30% of all effort auditing accountants. So talk to us a little about how the IRS is looking into cryptocurrencies. Sure. First off, I'm just going to do a little disclaimer and say that there's a big gray area when it comes to the IRS right now and uh, how cryptocurrencies will be taxed in the future. And right now they haven't come to specific terms on uh, some sections, I, I feel, of taxation of crypto. But Basically, there's four major moves in crypto that cause for taxation to occur. One is moving from cryptocurrency to cryptocurrency. One is fiat currency to cryptocurrency. Another one is buying goods and services. And then the last is doing mining operations, so actually validating the blockchain. All of those are handled in different ways. And so it's actually a pretty complicated measure in each uh each case has to be handled differently, whether you're an individual or you're an LLC or you're a corporation. And so right now, what we're trying to focus on is instead of people feeling like it's too complicated to do your taxes or organizations spending tens of millions of dollars in order to have correct auditable statements, instead, we can create an application that allows for a seamless integration of cryptocurrencies into real world use cases. So with all of these different paths that cryptocurrency is is in with the IRS, how are people supposed to accurately calculate their taxes or even how do CPAs accurately calculate taxes? Well, so that's, you know, basically what my company's based off of. We handle all of those transactions and make sure that basically if you're going from an exchange or an inter-exchange on the blockchain and a centralized exchange such as Coinbase or Gemini or Binance that we can preserve your cost basis, understand when the transaction occurred, if it's short-term versus long-term capital gains. And we do that all in a very automatic and intuitive solution. So that's what my company is based off of, basically providing that solution. 
Gotcha. So, uh, so with all the complications, and because this is a very fast-moving space, as we all know, you know, do you do you foresee uh, any kind of, or have you heard on the on the grapevine any whispers of how the IRS is is looking to have clear rules? Do we have any kind of timeline um, that this might happen in, or is it just the fact that this is such a new frontier that the IRS is maybe trying to kind of play a little bit of catch up and kind of chasing after what is this going to look like? I think that the IRS is trying to understand and research and really come to terms with how blockchain is going to develop. Um, I believe government agencies are going to use blockchain actually to provide uh, the backbone of understanding for large transactional volumes, such as taxes in the first place. So I think that the IRS isn't going to try to shoot themselves in the foot, so to speak, and overregulate blockchain technology because they understand the use cases that will happen immediately um, in the near term. But when it comes to cryptocurrencies specifically, I think that they're trying to work with the SEC. There's been a lot of, you know, pump and dump schemes. There's been a lot of uh, specific ICOs that have raised uh, cryptocurrency funds that don't really get any use of the utility of the token whatsoever. And so I think that they're trying to make sure that there's not a, you know, 1999.com bubble with penny stocks all over again. And honestly, for people in the space, it's a little frustrating, but I understand that there's a lot of people that, especially people that bought Bitcoin at 20,000 and, you know, panic sold when it went down to 5,500 that really lost a lot of their fortune. And so I think they're trying to allow people to understand what's going on in the space, grasp, come to terms. And yeah, I think there's a little over-regulation that might happen at first, but overall, I think it's going to breed innovation. So when you say that it might breed innovation, can you kind of give us a little bit of a forecast about what you might see happening in this space due to that? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, it's already happening currently. I would say, I think it's, I don't want to misspeak, but I believe it's U.S., our UPS is uh, working on blockchain for supply chain economics currently, uh, routing systems, understanding and scanning when transactions uh, of packages are happening, and then allowing for an efficiency and ease of use. When it comes to other transactions, uh, Kevin O'Leary, for example, stated that he thinks there's going to be a complete uh, replacement of small cap stocks by you know, securities offerings in the form of a token. He, in part, invested in a $400 million landscape architecture for his new hotel. And because of that, he, you know, thinks that this is really going to have a chance. Now, he also came out with a disclaimer and said, this is new. This is him being hopeful. He doesn't know if this is 100%. But if things come the way that he plans and the way that I think they're going to come, I do believe that small cap stocks are going to be replaced by tokenized security offerings. This is a huge shift in that space. The reason why we think that is basically, at least the reason why I think it, is because you're going to have a smart contract which will automatically have structure involved in it, such as dividends or some type of securitized return that's guaranteed. You can have you know, preferential share treatment versus common share treatment. And all of that can be embedded into the smart contract itself. So instead of going through mass amounts of paperwork and saying, hey, there's a dividend that needs to be yielded to X amount of people and then trying to figure out those people and using very complicated models, now you have an automated system that will just structure and send out the dividend 
or payment to you because you invested within a parameter. And so I think that's very big when it comes to future securitized offerings. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like there's a lot of incredible things on the horizon. We can only imagine some of them. Absolutely. (laughs) Running a little bit low on time for our podcast. We're about to end the podcast and we would love for you to share a way um, for guests to connect with you and any resources for blockchain enthusiasts. Yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, we have, Tax Token, obviously, is my company. Uh, We have social media all over, whether it's Reddit or Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. So feel free to check us out there. But also, I would say, you know, just try to go to some of these conferences. People are very creative and innovative in the space and want to help other people get involved as well. One of the things I really love about the space is people are really hands-on. You'll meet venture capitalists that are walking through these conferences, and they'll just shake your hand, even though they're worth, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. So you know, just go out there, really try to understand. And, you know, me, for example, I just started about two and a half years ago. So you definitely can move up with the space as it's moving so fast. That's awesome. Nathan, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you guys for having me. All right. And thank you, listener, for following up with us today. Blockchain Inside, the podcast is co-produced by the International Data Engineering and Science Association, Purdue Blockchain Lab, and CastBox. Please subscribe to our show on castbox.fm slash blockchain lab and leave a comment there if you have any questions. I'm Coach Culbertson with me is Kimberly Culbertson. Thanks for hanging out with us and we'll see you next time.